0: The WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia. This is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA.
1: WIA News it is, is four week commencing April 10, 2011. WIA National Field Day. Vox Pop from VK6 POP WIA Director... Oldest TV in the world for sale and Scotch on the Rocks, the VK7DI QSL quick route. All these stories up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing April 10.
2: This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. Www.wia.org.au.
1: Rosebud Secondary College Victoria has just completed exchanging a series of 18 questions with the International Space Station via amateur radio. Among the questions the students asked, why a career as an astronaut was chosen, the training required, the difference in the appearance of the stars and whether greenhouse gases are visible. The ISS contact back last Monday, April 4, was an outstanding success, said Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club Secretary John Ross, VK3, BJR. The students, with their rehearsed questions, probed the thoughts of astronaut Katie Coleman before an audience at the Arts Centre, which was almost full with students, parents and friends who were in praise of the event. The evening's activities were videotaped by media study students at the college, along with Jack, VK3, Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey. And don't forget that coming up, we will have tomorrow, on Monday, the John 13th College, Perth, West Australia, will be having a contact on ARIS. We'd also like to ask the ARIS organisers that are listening right around the world, or around Australia, to please let the WIA know when these events are coming up, because we'd much sooner be able to let people know when they're going to happen, rather than just report on them having happened. All is ready for a great public relations event. The WIA National Field Day has more than 20 clubs and groups registered, including each state plus the Northern Territory where the Darwin Amateur Radio Club is set up at Rapid Creek Markets. In VK2, they'll be at Port Macquarie, Dubbo, Dural. VK3 is registered at Yarraglin, Lilydale, Sandal, Williamstown, Queenscliff. For VK4, they come from Manly, Mount Morgan Range, Merriburra, North Ward, Ipswich, and ring VK5 has representation at Port Augusta, Mile End, and Murray Bridge. VK6 at Calamunda and Kalgoorlie, while VK7 has chosen Penguin and Hobart. Each group has registered online for the event that marks World Amateur Radio Day, celebrated throughout the nation on Sunday the 17th of April. It's not too late for any group of three or more to secure a public spot and register. Have a look at wia.org.au for some guidance and see what and where others intend to set up operating stations available to the public. Each have been sent a draft media release and the WIA wishes them all success. Do check the rules. It's time to put up those WIA banners that have proven themselves as draw cards to portable displays of amateur radio equipment and experts. For those who will be at home or out mobile, there's the opportunity for you to be the friendly voice at the other end of the first QSO of a newcomer looking at what amateur radio has to offer. Among them are potential recruits to amateur radio. That is what it's all about. Remember the National Field Day, the 17th of April. That's next Sunday. Tune into the world. Amateur radio gets people talking. Spam, don't we all just love it? Not. Everyday people out there are sending out unsolicited mail trying to trick people into clicking one link or another and to provide their personal details. As we've said before here on WIA National News, if you ever receive an email claiming to be from the WIA asking for your personal details, it will most definitely be spam. In all cases, the WIA office will contact you directly, not by email, should they wish to clarify anything to do with your membership Or
3: your personal details. Hello, I'm Bob VK6POP, WIA Director, with some news from the board. The WIA board met in Melbourne last weekend at the WIA premises in Bayswater. On the Saturday afternoon, we welcomed visitors and guests who came to witness the naming of our headquarters as Anderson House. The board decided on the name to honour Henry Anderson's generous bequest to the WIA, which enabled the building to be purchased. The naming ceremony was transmitted on amateur TV via the local ATV repeater. Henry Anderson was a unique
4: person, supporting amateur radio and the WIA over many years, contributing significantly in that most important but often frustrating role of coordinating intruder watch, a task that requires skill to identify the intruder and patience to persist when there's not much response to the reports. It is very fitting that this year we are holding our annual conference in Darwin. We honour this great radio amateur from Darwin, without whose generosity we would not have this our own national headquarters. It's my privilege to unveil our recognition of Henry Gustav Anderson's contribution to amateur radio and the wia as we now name our national headquarters anderson house
3: first story and video can be found on the wia website www.wia.org.au among several important issues discussed and resolved at the board meeting was membership fees while it was found necessary to increase some classes of fees for the first time since formation of the national wia The Board felt it appropriate to introduce a membership fee concession for full-time students under the age of 25 years. This concession acknowledges that amateur radio as a hobby must look to the future and the concession was adopted as one way of encouraging young people to fully participate in amateur radio life. The new student concession membership fee is $35 per year. My particular interest lies in the area of attracting young people to the hobby and then encouraging and supporting them to continue. I encourage all clubs and individuals to examine how they may attract, encourage and support young people to enter this great hobby. The board, in order to enhance communication with the members, have decided to make regular contributions to the weekly national news. You can expect to hear from all of the directors, in turn, week by week, giving you news, comments and updates on what's happening. I drew the short straw so I had to prepare something for this week. The directors are all looking forward to communicating with you each week. I'm Bob, VK6POP.
5: Sarah Thompson, VK3 AUD, Secretary of the WIA. As you know, the WIA annual conference is being held over the weekend of 27th to 29th of May at the Mirumbina Resort in Darwin. Activities commence with a welcome dinner by the sea at the beautiful Darwin Trailer Boat Club on Friday night. Saturday morning is for the annual general meeting and open forum. Although there is no charge to attend just the AGM and Open Forum, it would help us with room configuration and catering if you would register nonetheless. Saturday afternoon, we'll see presentations based around the technology for the bush and life in the Top End. For partners, we have set up a tour of some special places in Darwin, led by the team from the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. The conference dinner on Saturday night at the lovely Treetops restaurant finishes off the Saturday events. On Sunday, we're going to Litchfield National Park. Bring your togs and swim, or just cool off in the pristine waterfalls and rock holes. Take a look at the magnetic anthill phenomenon and join in the barbecue lunch at the very pretty Wangi Falls. Sunday evening event is hosted by the DARC at the famous Mendel Markets. Where we will watch a beautiful sunset over Fannie Bay whilst eating our choice of specialty food from one of the many different food stalls. I urge you to please go to the WIA website now and register for this fantastic weekend. Accommodation can be booked at special prices negotiated by the WIA by calling the Travel Lodge on 08 8946 zero triple one and speaking to Alicia Good or Belinda Anthony quoting the reference WIA conference. This has been Sarah, VK three AUD on behalf of the WIA.
4: The National WIA broadcast is relayed from Rathmines Lake Macquarie by the VK two JJW IRLP Echolink node on one four six four seven five on Sundays at both midday and 9pm. Hello world, this is VK2FA. Around VK we go, VK2,
1: VK4 and VK8. Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club Station VK2BOR will participate in the WIA National Field Day. That of course is Sunday, next Sunday April 17. This station will operate HF and VHF from the Town Green at Port Macquarie. The annual general meeting for the Hellenic Amateur Radio Association of Australia will be held Wednesday, April 27, 7.30pm at St George Sailing Club, 2 Riverside Drive, San Susie in New South Wales. The Clareview Gathering is a yearly event where radio amateurs meet at a spot on the coast between Rockhampton and Mackay to relax, talk radio, re-establish acquaintances and participate in that world-renowned Saturday night mega auction. It's one of the main revenue raises for the Rockhampton and District Amateur Radio Club and the Mackay Amateur Radio Club. For further, de- further details, contact Clive Sate, VK4, Alpha Charlie Charlie. And Kathleen Johns, VK4KJ, has advised the WIA that the Maribor Electronics and Radio Group will conduct a Wide Bay Hamfest July 16. This at the West Scout Hall, Adriani Street, Meriburah, on the corner with Frank Street
6: and General entry 8.30 on July 16. This is Spud, VKHZWM, on behalf of the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. At the club meeting on Wednesday night last, we discussed the auction coming up on Saturday night, the 16th of April. That's next Saturday night. Get your pre-life gear down to the club rooms by Thursday lunchtime to allow time to set it up and list it. No glass screens, please. We'll start the evening off with a barbecue tea at 6 o'clock. The auction will start at around 7 o'clock. Please advise Spud if you'll be there for catering purposes as soon as possible, preferably by email to vk8zwm at wia.org.au. The next day will be the National Field Day and VK8DA will be there. Rapper Creek Markets, Rapper Creek Shoppers Centre, Trow Road is the place. Be there at 8 a.m. to help set up and stay and be part of spreading the word about amateur radio to the community. We'll have a remotely controlled HF station there as well as IRLP via node 6343 and EchoLink via node 288680. We're trying to get our mobile crane-mounted HF beam on site as well. Three elements, 70 feet up in the air, dipoles on the hook. Good stuff. What do you reckon? Keep your ears listening for VK8DA on air. A big working bee over Easter will see a scrape down of the walls and a repaint to tidy them up in the club rooms after this record-breaking big wet. Around 2.8 metres of rain so far. Ian VK8IP is in charge. Contact him for information. And don't forget, the WIA annual conference is being held over the weekend of the 27th, 28th and 29th of May here in Darwin. Be a part of it. Register now and come and meet us in this better part of this great country. Go to www.wia.org.au and click on the annual conference button to register. Book your flights and come up to Darwin and have an eyeball contact or a dozen or more. See the top end and above all, enjoy yourself somewhere a little different. This has been Spud, vk HZWM zwm in Darwin. Now it's back to the National News Desk at VK1WIA.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service relayed via VK1WIA.
7: Home of the good guys. Gunshot victim finds new voice with Morse code. A QRZ forum item drew our attention and makes author KB1EGK certainly one of the good guys. Most of us either love or hate Morse code, but whatever your thoughts on the subject, I'm sure you'll find this story touching. KB1EGK's friend Brian has created an application to use Morse code with an iPad, be it still in development stage. You can read the rest of the story and how gunshot victim Philip will be using Morse code when you visit qrz.com. Briefly, it appears that the victim, gunshot wound to the left side of the head, is very aware of his surroundings. Basically, it's the motor skills that he lost. He cannot speak and his only usable hand is very awkward, but he can hit an iPad screen button if it is large, such as a two or three on a screen. Maybe one button for a dit and another for a dart. Once the application is finalised and can decode Philip's CW to printed word, he will have regained a voice after
2: some six years. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, vk 2 liw FCC offers technical expertise to Japan. The FCC offered its counterpart in Japan any assistance that it might be able to render. This as recovery efforts continued in the wake of the March 11 earthquake and tsunami. The FCC, the US equivalent of our ACMA, soon after a massive earthquake hit Haiti took a proactive role. This included providing technical assistance on emergency communications, as well as passing along offers of help from private industry. But Japan is a different situation. It's a nation with its own very robust communication system. On the communications front, Japan was very well prepared for situations like this. The Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL, chose to put a pattern on the next Martian rover named Curiosity. The holes are in a pattern of short squares and longer rectangles, almost like dots and dashes in CW. According to JPL, Curiosity is about the size of a small SUV, 10 feet long, not including the arm, nine feet wide and seven feet tall or about the height of a basketball player and weighs 2 thousand pounds it features a geology lab rocker boogie suspension a rock vaporizing laser and lots of cameras curiosity will search areas of Mars for past or present conditions favorable for life and for conditions capable of preserving a record of life it's set to launch between November 25th and December 18 2011 from Cape Canaveral Florida and will arrive on Mars August 2012. the prime mission will last one Mars year or about 23 earth months so what does the patent JPL chose spell out it spells out in Morse code JPL TV sale of the century the UK's oldest working television receiver is for sale and it's expected to fetch 5,000 pounds at the very least the owner bought it the week after TV transmissions began in November 1936 for £99.15. shillings. Tragically, the Crystal Palace that housed the TV transmitter burnt down only days later, and the device wasn't in use again until 1946. The 75-year-old set comes with a 12-inch screen and is contained in a walnut and mahogany case with a picture reflected onto a mirror that opens from the top. It's an incredibly rare variety of TV, as appraiser Lawrence Fisher notes. This is being sold by the late owner's family and is the oldest working TV set in Britain. These sets were really a side effect of our secret radar research, and they're very similar inside to the radar. Logie Baird and Marconi had separate companies but used the same people to make the sets. But Marconi became the most popular maker. This TV even comes with the original invoice. It'll be sold on April 19th at Knightsbridge in the UK. Fired. A suspicious fire damaged the main transmitter of Little Rock's KUAR last weekend. A fire marshal was called in following the late Saturday afternoon fire at the site. The station's engineer, after being summoned to the transmitter, found the lock had been replaced and he wasn't able to open it. It took the fire department to break down the door and by then the station says the transmitter was severely damaged with smoke. Things got even more disturbing. Officials also discovered that part of the fence around the transmitter building had been pulled back and that copper from the tower was missing. So here's the possibility of yet another radio station vandalised by copper thieves who then set a fire to cover their tracks. KUAR was able to get back on the air from its backup site. Amazing but true. Reading an online industry paper through the week stumbled across a segment called Radio Around the World. Three stories in bold type. Somalia. The director and a news editor for Mogadishu's independent Chebel Radio, held for four days by government forces, now released. Philippines, the National Police, have solid leads in the murder of Manila's DZME AM radio host Marlena La Releasing descriptions of three men identified as the gunman, a lookout, and an accomplice, Samara was shot at close range on her way to the radio station. Australia. Sydney's Today FM morning co-host Jackie O broke down on the air after a newspaper editorial criticised her for going back to work so soon after giving birth and feeding her child whilst crossing a busy intersection. How on earth the Jackie O story rates with terrorism and death is beyond me, but that's radio.
0: Weird and wonderful. Scotch on the rocks. While sailing in the midst of Western Port Bay, the VK70i team decided to send a special QSL to Lionel of 3 nm who was acting as one of their onshore liaison stations. It was decided that an empty Johnny Walker bottle should be pressed into service, and a QSL was scribbled on a sheet of paper and placed in the bottle. The top was sealed, and with some ceremony, the bottle was cast over the side to be borne by the waves. To our surprise, about three days later, we hear that not only has the QSL been recovered, but it was recovered by another amateur, Albert VK3KLB, who we hope will forward the QSL to Lionel. Is this quicker than the QSL Bureau?
1: John VK2JJW there with the Weird and Wonderful, and another, be it slower Scotch story, surfaced this week. A charity that had recovered a cache of whisky abandoned in Antarctica more than 100 years ago is set to reap a windfall after a Scottish distillery painstakingly recreated the historic tipple. The McKinley Scotch belonged to a British explorer, Sir Ernest Shackleton's 1907-1908 Antarctic expedition and was left beneath a hut on the frozen continent after his attempt to reach the South Pole failed. The Christchurch-based Antarctic Heritage Trust AHT, found the whisky in 2006 and shipped a crate containing 11 bottles to New Zealand last year. The wooden crate marked British Antarctic Expedition 1907 was frozen solid in temperatures of minus 30 degrees Celsius, but the whisky in the bottles was still liquid. After the crate itself thawed out, White and Mackay, which owns the McKinlay's brand, analysed it and then recreated their masterpiece. At around $160 per bottle, a new scotch will give a potential windfall of $400,000 to the Antarctic Heritage Trust at some 5% per bottle. Oh, for those paying attention and noting, 11 bottles were found and sent back to ZL. The crate would, of course, originally held 12 bottles, but one was missing when it was found, raising the possibility that Shackleton or a colleague helped himself to, one, two ward off the polar chill.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. I'm
8: Felix, VK4FUQ with operational news, contests, special events and intruders. First up, let's hear from Dennis Johnson, Contest Manager for the John Moyle Memorial Field Day. So far, I have received about 70
7: logs, and there has been plenty of contesting done during the weekend. The weather was a little kinder than many years in the past. Of course, having taken part in the contest, which in most cases requires you to plan your site, pack and transport your accommodation, food and equipment, then set up your station, as well as operate for up to 24 hours, then pack up your station and return to your home QTH. It would be such a shame if you were not to complete the process of filling out your log and getting it to me. You can use electronic or snail mail. For details, of course, check the contest pages on the WIA website. Your log is very important to you, but it's also very important to others, as it is in this way I'm able to verify the logs of other stations. So make sure you complete the log and get it to me before the closing date of April 22, 2011.
8: That date to make sure you have your JM Logs to Dennis again is April 22. Now special events in on our contest column, dateline 2011. April 23, ZLVK 2011 Ritty Sprint, 80 metres. April 30, Worldwide Mark County Day, 2011. April 30, ZLVK 2011 Ritty Sprint, 40 metres. Special event station, GB2RAF back on the air. It has now been confirmed that Permanent Special event Station GB2 RAF will be back on the air from yesterday, Saturday the 9th of April. Operations will be from the Air Defence Radar Museum RAF, Knitting's Head, Norfolk. Due to a health and safety fire issue, the museum had to close down in September 2010, and consequently the Permanent Special event Station GB2 RAF has been unable to go on the air since then. GB2 ref will be back on the air every second Saturday of the month from 10 hours to 16 hours, primarily on 80 metres SSB around 3710 kHz. International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend Following the entry of Crookhaven Head's lighthouse on the south coast of New South Wales for the first time last year, intense interest in the weekend is being shown by various government bodies. While investigation begins into the rehabilitation of the lighthouse, Including a steering committee set up by the Shellhaven City Council, it will be on air thanks to Ian Newton VK2IAN. He is among 26 Australian lighthouses registered this year, ahead of Germany on 22, followed by the USA on 18, and England with 12. In all, 30 countries have listed. Jim Linton for the IWW told us that for the first time, Lebanon is registered at Manara, Ramkin, and Tyre lighthouses all under the OD5RW call sign. It will also be nice to have New Caledonia, Le Ferre Amadie, who joins us signing FK4WBT on air for the first time since the year 2000. The fun event dates back to 1994 when the first Scottish Northern Lighthouses Award Weekend was held, and it has continued to grow ever since. The International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is on August the 20th and 21st this year and all inquiries are via its website, iwlw.net. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone A South East Queensland woman has spoken out about the dangers of using UHF CB radio frequencies after incidents of stalking and numerous death threats. The problem started about 10 months ago when she went online to use the UHF channel. After a few minutes of talking, other users started or followed, and threats to her son and to her grandchildren followed. She won a good behaviour and Peace Order against the main offender in November last year, but I said, it did not seem to have an effect. Logan District Crime Prevention Unit Officer in charge, Sergeant Debbie Tronk, said everyone had to be vigilant in the age of digital communication. People should just be aware that it is public, the radio channel, and public means it's open to thousands of people out there who are listening, she said. You wouldn't give out private or personal details to a stranger on the street, so you should treat every public forum in the same way. Over in Maple Leaf Land, an Ottawa 15-year-old has been accused of not only operating a private FMR, but of threatening to kill mainstream radio announcers who are said to have criticised his station, music and voice. The teen testified he launched the radio station on October 31st after buying transmitting equipment. He said he went off the air in December because he planned to get a licence, but went back on the air on December 24, when an engineer told him it was impossible to get a radio licence in Ottawa. The teen has pleaded not guilty to violating the Radio Communication Act, as well as four charges of criminal harassment and three counts of uttering threats. He is also charged with assaulting a police officer and obstructing justice. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix vk 4 fuq Iningham.
4: Across Australia from VK1 WIA National News Service, in Ballarat and Western Victoria, It can be heard on VK3RWA, Ben Nevis Repeater, 147, 100 MHz, at 11am every Sunday. I am Bob, VK3NBV.
9: Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Astronomical... Britain's Jodwell Bank Observatory has been chosen as the headquarters for a $2 billion effort to build the world's largest radio telescope, astronomers say. An agreement to put the headquarters of the Square Kilometre Array at Jodwell Bank has been signed in Rome by Australia, China, the Netherlands, New Zealand, South Africa, France, Germany, Italy and the United Kingdom, the BBC reported on Saturday. The square kilometre array has been named for the size of its signal collecting area but it will not be a radio dish a kilometre across but rather thousands of smaller ones spread across a wide area. The location has yet to be determined but the two leading candidates are Australia and South Africa. Worldwide special interest groups Females in Radio ALARA, the Australian Ladies AR Association. In this month's ALARA newsletter Tina, the President, gives a special thank you to Margaret VK4AOE from Dolby, who has been on the committee for 30 years and Treasurer for 11 of those years. Margaret has kept Alara going with much of her work done during January when there isn't even a committee meeting to give her guidance. She's also been a helpful source of information about procedures which have kept Alara all legal and out of trouble with the powers that be. Oh, and a Margaret, VK4AOE, has also looked after this WIA News and Q News callbacks each week, so thanks from us here as well, Margaret. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, N4S Special Event, 50 years of the first man in space and 30 years of STS-1, this on April 12th. To commemorate the 50 years of the first man in space, Russian pilot Yuri Gagarin, who on April 12, 1961, was the first human being to go into space on a 108-minute flight, and the first flight from space to Columbia Sunday morning on April 12, 1981, known as mission STS-1, opening what was called the Shuttle Era. The special event callsign N4S will be on the air to remember these two events one which changed the course of history and the other which helped to expand our knowledge of the space sciences and the construction of the International Space Station, the ISS. The special event will be active on the HF bands from 80 through 10 metres on single sideband and a special electronic certificate will be issued for this occasion. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting the World Organisation of the Radio Scout Movement is hosting a contest to design the logo for this year's edition of the Jamboree of the Air. Scouts around the world are invited to submit their designs. This logo will be the official logo for the event, but will also be used as the official badge to be worn by Scouts taking part in the 54th Jamboree of the Air that will be held on the 15th to the 16th of October 2011. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert,
1: VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Well, you've guessed it. We have reached the end of WIA news for this week. On the social scene, April 9, for those of you that are listening on the podcasts that come in of a Saturday, Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hargfest at the Club Rooms at Les Morty. That was April 9. April 18 is World Amateur Radio Day. That's the Monday. On April 17 is when we at the WIA celebrate Amateur Radio Day and we do that with the WIA National Field Day. April 23, 24 in VK2 is the Yerunga Radio Convention, the Senior Sits Hall, Bower Street. April 30 to May 1, Clairview gathering. Contact Clive, VK4 ACC of the Radar Club and his telephone number. In fact, all points of contact in today's and every week's national news. You'll find it when you go to wia.org.au and read the text edition or you might very well join up on Twitter or you might even get the audio and email podcasts direct to your email without having to worry about a thing each and every week. Till next we meet, I am Graham VK4BB. Walk softly.
0: In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA.
5: We've reported, you decide.